Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, welcome one and welcome all. I am Katie Pedrick, as always, joined by David Fiorazzo. Hello. And we're going to head today to Homer, Georgia. And it's a crazy story of an elementary school principal and the school's gym teacher who are in deep trouble after admitted they admitted that they actually, you know, had sex in a school bathroom. And that's that's not even the worst of this basically soap opera of a story that we are about to unfold for all of you. David, take it away. Yeah, I mean, the headline pretty much says it all. The principal had sex with gym teacher in the elementary school bathroom while his wife apparently recorded them. So, did we say elementary school? We did. We've been doing a lot of elementary schools this week. A lot of elementary school stories. So, officials at the Banks County School District released a six-page report detailing their findings after an independent internal review of ethical misconduct. Um, We have a video. It's not the video of any action taking place or anything like that. So, it's not. Thank goodness. the story, yeah, thank, thank God. It's just a story to set this bizarre thing up. Go ahead. State investigators are now looking into alleged sexual misconduct on the campus of Banks County Elementary School. It comes after the release of this five-page Banks County Board of Education investigative report, which details a years-long alleged affair between the principal and a PE teacher. That have never happened. It shows poor judgment. Verdelia Turner is reacting to the report released to Fox 5. She's the president of the Georgia Federation of Teachers. The report says not only is there evidence to prove the relationship between Banks County Elementary School principal Dr. Dana Simmons and PE teacher Dylan Charles, but there's a photo that shows inappropriate sexual activity happened on campus. The report says Charles admitted he and Simmons routinely use the school to meet and engage in sexual activities, something Simmons denies. Third employee resigned Wednesday. She's identified as Kelsey Charles, a third grade teacher at the school. According to the Board of Education report, she's married to Dylan Charles and told investigators she she recorded sexual encounters between her husband and Simmons. Oh my goodness. What, you know, it makes you think, Katie, Patrick, how much this is going on around the country where they're not actually taking photos or filming anything. The ones who haven't gotten but caught yet. Yeah, they're still, I mean, they're sexualizing our children at the youngest of ages. They've got porn in the classrooms, hypersex ed going on in the curriculum, and they're, and, and some of the, Students, I mean, uh, the teachers apparently are acting this out. So this is an unfortunate story. All three resigned. Of course they resigned. Yes. Because if they resign, then maybe they can still keep their license and maybe they can still get a job. It won't be in their if file, they I mean, I mean? This is, this is the question moving forward. Yeah. What is going to happen to the three of them in terms of their <clears throat> contact then with the students? Now, obviously, we're not saying that they had anything to do inappropriately like an inappropriate conduct with the students. Right. But the simple fact that they did this on school At the property. School. You couldn't right? wait till There's, the bell rang? <laughs> maybe they waited till the bell rang, but then they just didn't leave campus to do this. We've oh. had this these types of stories happen many a time where, you know, teachers have affairs outside of the school, which is bad enough. But to have the principal and the the gym teacher and his wife, whatever, involved in this 
inside the actual building of the school. These people do not have your students' best interests at heart. They are just doing what they want, when they want, apparently where they want. They did not at all take into consideration the simple fact that they could possibly get caught in the physical location of where yeah. your students are. Yep, that's a good it, point. It, it p- puts a whole new level of carelessness mm-hmm. for your children and what the intent of these adults are supposed to be when they are at a school is to care for the children and educate the children. They were only caring about themselves. But Katie, the bell rang. Yeah, but the, the, a Christmas story reference. You know, when the guy's Every got his tongue, time. the tongue oh. stuck to the pole. Oh, that, the bell, the bell rang. rang. Anyway, um, a statement from the school, apparently. Uh, let me do this, Katie. I'm getting good at it. I believe in it. you. I'm getting better. The safety and well-being of our students is always our first priority. The investigation into this event did not yield any indication that student safety or security was compromised. Only the positioning of those people. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he was a physical education teacher. I'm just saying he would maybe know some things. What's weird, too, is <laughs> when they actually talked to the wife, who, as we learned, is, was a third grade teacher. Oh, boy. She accused the principal, ooh, the other lady, she accused the principal then of manipulating both her and her husband. And she accused the principal, that's the wife, Miss Charles, Mrs. Charles, accused the principal, Simmons, of pressuring her to allow her to have sex with her husband in exchange for helping their careers. And again, how is this not also another or something like that? Something like that. Is this not another indication that it's all about them and not at all thinking about the children? Because oh, it's oh, I'm going to obviously let this happen because it's about my career, and so I'm going to let my husband and and everyone's at fault here. But in terms of Mrs. Charles making the statement, I'm going to let my husband have sex with the principal because the principal promised that she would help us advance our careers. What is she there to do? Is she there to educate third grade children or is she there to advance her career to whatever that may mean? And, and what kind of career? Because they are, she is filming them apparently or taking oh, photos maybe it's of them. A, yeah, which career are we? What kind of career? Are, we, it, are they getting are out advancing? of education? There we go. Okay, still to come. You're going to love this one, guys. The wife of California Emperor, I mean Governor Gavin Newsom, seems to be living the good life after earning $1.4 million charging public schools to screen her progressive documentary films on justice. Stay with us. If you live in California, number one, I am sorry. (laughs) Yes. I am sorry. But number two, you are well aware of the cost of living in that state. But the Newsoms, you know the Newsoms, uh, they were able to get money from parents who were all across the country. Maybe they've bled dry all of the California Hmm. residents. So now they're just taking their act on the road. They found a creative way to get... They've done it. Well, Governor Gavin Newsom and his wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, have estimated an 18 to 22 million dollars in net worth and within that they earned 1.4 million by charging public schools to show 
Jennifer's documentaries. Ah. Uh-huh. Watchdog Group Open the Books reported that Jennifer's nonprofit, The Representation Project, raised $1.483 million in film licensing fees since 2012. And this is according to tax records. Now, Fox News reported that Siebel Newsom's nonprofit released four films for which she is credited as a writer and director advocating for gender justice. Siebel Newsom's gender identity films are produced through her her for-profit operation. So she has a for-profit operation called Girls Club Entertainment, and that they then license to the nonprofit, the Representation Project, to the public schools. You see how this all works? Ha ha! It goes through the system. Well, I see the state funding that Newsom apparently signed or okayed $128 billion dollars for schools and community colleges, he signed that in 2022, mm-hmm. and so his wife is capitalizing on that. But, well, yeah. No I corruption mean, there. No there, connection. There's a lot of money that is floated around with these California schools. Uh, I mean, uh, California is getting, yeah, $128 billion in just state funding. And then, billion with and a B, then, ladies and gentlemen. And then they, they funnel all this other money around, and you see it's a whole operation, in Jeez. case you couldn't tell. Anyway, uh, the Representation Project claims that they fight sexism through films, education, research, and activism. Let's, let's just take a little sample see. Uh-oh. When the family you're born into, the zip code where you're born, determines your destiny, that tears at the fabric of the American dream. What we need is one fair wage. What we have to do as a society is stop being blind to history. Stop being blind to systems. Understand that your privilege is actually built on my oppression. We create inequalities by what we choose to value and what we choose to ignore. It costs us a lot more to allow this level of poverty to exist than it would cost to fix it. But to fix it would require some empathy and compassion that America lacks. What's at stake is fundamentally what America is about. Well, that whole thing is a lie. But wow. So I like that, uh, Katie, what do you think about this? Mm. Your zip code determines your destiny. Mm. That means wherever you're born, you are stuck there. That's all you're ever going to become. Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense to me. You can't move all, out of your zip code. You can't do anything. You it's just, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's how it goes. Wow, that is some propaganda right there. But hey, they, there it's are- It's pretty deep. Yes. Get the shovels for this. There are four of these films. Uh, misrepresentation. Oh, get it? It's like miss <laughs> representation. Got like it. Get it? Like a single female. <laughs> the Mask You Live In. That one is The Great American Lie. Ugh. And then Fair Play. Wow. All of these titles were licensed to public schools in all 50 states. And Governor Gavin Newsom, a prospective presidential candidate, in case you weren't aware, uh, appeared in at least two of the films that were screened. Of course. Open the Book said that the documentaries were licensed to individuals, corporations, and schools, and came with their own lesson plans. So, yeah, we're definitely targeting the schools on this one if they're bringing in lesson plans. Because there's nothing some of these teachers want more than just to be given lesson plans and have them be turned over then to the students. That's right. All in a day's work. Your tax dollars hard at work, ladies and gentlemen. Now, statistically speaking, roughly 2.6 million students have viewed the films. Oh, 
in 5,000 schools, which spent up to either like between like $50 and $600 to screen the films. <sighs> Just a little bit more. I mean, if you from watching that, I think you got a good understanding of what these films probably all had. But one of the films, The Mask You Live In, <clears throat> features the website addresses of porn sites, including Pornhub, Massive Cams, BDSM.xxx, and, and Razors. The, the purpose I, yeah, I of know. that? Can you the pornographic images displayed in the film are tagged with descriptions such as domination, face, F word, kinky couples, and dirty brunettes. Again, this is public in school. Children, 2.6 yes. million students. That's right. 2.6 million students coming from the governor of California's wife who's made $1.4 million on this. If you haven't seen how this whole operation works yet in our country, then you've been living under a rock. I'm just because wondering what is, the point is. this is the machine. This is the machine that they have created. For this one, okay, the film seems to justify this harmful content by saying 34% of youth online receive unwanted pornographic exposure. It's like, are they just, they did all that to try to make this point? I don't know. This is the content of these videos. You know, they're going to they're going to show the kids what they the kids don't want or need. But go California. That's how they do. Well, either way, coming up in a hilarious twist of irony, the University of Chicago has invited failed Democrats Rick, and Tim Ryan to deliver college lectures on the topic of American politics. Jeez. This is going to be fun. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. When you take a college class, who do you want teaching you? You want the best. You want the brightest. So we are not going to give you that in the United States of America at universities in 2023. Instead, at the University of Chicago, you are stuck in bringing in the fifth string. Not even the second string or the third or the fourth string. You've got like fifth string down the line because you get two failed Democratic political candidates. <laughs> We're bringing their expertise to the Institute of Politics for the winter and spring seminars. Roberto, or Robert, Beto, or Rourke, and Tim Ryan are going to be on that list of uh, speakers for you. Both of these gentlemen have attempted to win the 2020 president primary for the Democrats. Both of them clearly failed. Yep. Then uh, Beto also lost the governor's race in Texas in 2022. But also don't forget, four years prior, he lost the uh, Senate race to Ted Cruz. So to recap. Um, what do you call a man that loses continually? Well, a lady would be. Vice President of the United States currently, but a man apparently is just bit O'Rourke. <laughs> Loser. Loser. Uh, yes, so three times he has lost, and every time he's lost even more. 
So he officially <laughs> has gone possible. for senator, governor, and president and has failed miserably. And then you have Tim Ryan, who also lost to a political outsider, J.D. Vance, uh, to be one of Ohio senators. So he's lost for being the Senate and president. And so clearly these two failures were chosen for the Pritzker Fellowships and will lead seminars on various topics for the Institute of <laughs> Jeez, Politics. Really? Now, this story, uh, the College Fix actually reported on, and they asked uh, Karan Addo, who's the Director of Communications for the IOP, Institute of Politics, what specific criteria or qualifications led to O'Rourke and Ryan being selected or targeted for recruitment? Now, Addo deferred to the IOP website because I'm guessing couldn't come up with actual reasoning. So <laughs> we're just going to go off of what we're supposed to be choosing uh, for these speakers. And it says on the website, criteria to become a Pritzker Fellow include the applicant's background in politics or public service, as well as an ability, doesn't say inability, it says an ability, to work well with students, faculty, and the fellows cohort. Fellows are chosen via our online application process and through targeted recruitment. So what you're telling me is O'Rourke and Ryan now are at this point in their lives. They can't win in politics, so they're seeking out to try and talk to college kids and get, get paid that way? That's, sure. They're, they're getting it's paid. It's the revolving door that is politics and business and the university system. It's just They just keep going around and around and around. Now, uh, the class... Um, actually it itself of like how is this seminar that they're having like how is it structured it says while on campus pritzker fellows lead weekly non-credit discussion seminars on issues of local national and international importance these 75 minute off the record sessions are student only when they put that phrase out that's what really intrigued mm. me i get yeah. okay yeah it should be non-credit it really should be non-credit they should not be receiving college credit for this this is more of kind of like an outside thing like pick your brain pick the brain kind of like hey, let's have good discussions but the fact that it says off the record sessions are student only makes me wonder oh is this just the recruitment of the next generation of political i guess failures in the case of the leaders that they picked it's weird to me that they phrased it in such a way. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's interesting, too, that what, what is Roberto is his name? Beto? Roberto. Or what That's is he famous I... for? Well, for being <laughs> handpicked, a handpicked liberal, progressive, socialist, Democrat, whatever you want to call him, maybe all of the above, and funded from all kinds of left-wing outlets across the country to run for political office and lose and lose, That's what he's famous lose, for, because left-wing money propelled him just to get his name out there. Mm -hmm. Even though he lost, they made him. They, the left made him, so I think he feels he owes them. But yeah, this is, this is really interesting. I wonder if it's a, it's a front or a smokescreen for something else. When yeah, you, exactly. You've got that lingo. Um, I, I think that's a good... Point, it's just Katie. weird to me that they they say that it's off the record oh, sessions yeah, are student only so as if, they if say it's anything like they're that's huddled offensive, yeah, it's off the record it's it's like they're huddled somewhere now anthony fowler fowler who is a public policy professor at the university of chicago said that although there have been probably been more fellows from the political left than the right shocker he believes the program gives students the opportunity to learn from and make connections with these prominent and accomplished individuals oh. maybe that's true for some of the other people again it's not just beto and, right, and tim right, ryan right. who are there but 
The others are the accomplished. Fact, yeah, at they something. may be accomplished at something, but those two, what are they accomplished at doing other than losing? Losing. How to lose properly. Is that the L? I mean, Hillary could be in there too. Now, uh, Fowler said that former members of Congress are not, by and large, academic scholars. Really? Beto O'Rourke? Not an academic scholar. <laughs> and we're bringing them to campus for reasons largely unrelated to their intellectual contributions. <laughs> I believe that one. So students should not think of IOP events as substituting for their work in the classroom. Oh, okay, so that's the whole non-credit part, which obviously is true. But um, you saw there, there were other people who were you know, part of being the fellows, but the program actually began back in 2013, and they've had almost 200 fellows. Now, some of the former Pritzker fellows include Anthony Blinken. Hmm, I've heard of that name before. Oh, yes, he's the current Secretary of State and former National Security Advisor to President Barack Obama. Of course. Uh, Michael Morell, former Acting Director of the CIA under Obama. Of and course. Vox reporter, not Fox, Vox with a V. Because if you've ever read articles on that left-wing rig. Anyway, Jane Coaston. Now, conservative fellows have included former Illinois Congressman Pete Roscom and commentator Mary Catherine Ham. And I think you need to put conservative in air quotes possibly for the two of them. But well, that's see. just one take. That's just, that's just one hot take yep. right here. Yep. Anyway, we have some uh, very important things to get to. Yes. It's... I hear it's, something buzzing. Bzz, it's almost time here for our latest Babylon Bee headlines coming up next. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap up this show for today, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, The Babylon Bee. Here are this week's top five Babylon Bee headlines. Well, we've picked our favorite headlines, and now we'll decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with State of the Union will be just 90-minute broadcast of dumpster engulfed in flames. Next, silver alert, lost old man seen yelling at Cap on Capitol grounds. Next, Biden announces increased spending on Smurgbird, Rust Muffers, and Blab Trussels. Next! Yep. <laughs> Feminists criticize woman for interrupting man. And finally, AOC insists there are no hysterectomies performed on minors because most of them are too busy in the mines. Gosh. Katie, so, your top pick of the week. I spent my last Tuesday having to watch the State of the Union. I know. You are welcome. I sat through that torture, so you didn't have that's to. That's right. That's right. And Thank so, you. 
obviously I understand all of the references. And yes, obviously my favorite headline has to be that Biden announces increased spending on smurfers and blab trussels. Because it was sad to see. Did he say those words? Are those He doesn't know if he said those words. He said he could have They said sounded that. like those words. Sounded like it. I would say almost every line that he did say had a you could not understand what he said. And the worst one was when he was talking about prescription drugs and that he would veto anything if he could not say prescription drugs. There is no way you would know what he said unless you had the script, which I had his script next to me when I was watching it. It was well, sad, wait till but that headline was hilarious. Yeah, wait till he's reelected, though, that, that he'll be even harder to understand the next four years. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a theory on that. But my favorite was the dumpster fire, the <laughs> dumpster engulfed in flames. I mean, the whole State of the Union, it was a, just a, one lie fest and just boasting of things they really didn't accomplish, but making you believe that America's much better place because the Democrat socialists are in charge. So, well, it's certainly not great again, because if you would say it was great again, you weren't, wouldn't be allowed to that. But they did say that it was great again under them. So then so it's the okay Democrats to say- the Democrats are making it great again? I don't know, I'm very confused. Uh, I, I was, thought they had to build like, back better, but before they built back better, they have to destroy it. Anyway. The dumpster. That's going to wrap up our top headlines of the week. More satire next time. All right. Well, if you are a fan of our show, please, hey, like the video, comment on the video, share the video if you're watching us on social media. For David and myself, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.